Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. What, what number are we up to, Neil? This is the infamous 169. Oh, this is where we start snickering. And you all know what that you all know what that means, everybody. Hold on to your hats, because uh, it's gonna get uh, it's gonna get offensive up in here, I guess, right, Tom? Well, it, it's funny, right? Because this is actually our third offensive episode. What was the second one? Was it just a random number? Do you even remember what number it was? It was a random number. Um, I do not remember. It was. It wasn't even. Was it like one thirty eight? Was it like double sixty nine? I don't even remember. It was something like that. Yeah. It was. There was some kind of tenuous, <laughs> tenuous link like that. I mean, do we have to wait? Do we have to wait a hundred episodes to do this again? Because uh, this, no. <laughs> this is actually a little different because we. I don't know if this is a mistake or if this is a brilliant move, but we actually asked for your input of what you would like to play, what I'd like to play in the Dirty Show. And some of you are, are honestly just horrible, horrible human beings. You are, and you fit that's in with like us. You, you get that's it. That's why we like you. Yeah, we, you, yeah you, you fit in with us beautifully. Um, yeah, exactly. The first, funny. the first two were ones that we picked. They were songs that we picked. And this one, we asked for listener submissions. And boy, you guys did not disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what I will say is if you're sitting with your mom or your grandma or your kids or you're in a work environment, you probably should not listen to this. You should probably wait until you have some alone time in your basement. Oh, slam, oh slam the headphones in. Something like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because exactly. some, some of these songs might be difficult to explain away. <laughs> to your your friends and family Well, the funny thing is some of them we actually did dismiss out of hand because there's certain types of offensiveness that just have aged worse than others i think so well also well well, also what i was going to say was yes you're right about that some haven't aged well and um also some folks didn't quite get the concept um because just saying, well, that just saying that, the f word a lot the, isn't 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 doing it. You well, know the funny I mean? thing is, we got some ideas for songs that we'll probably play in the future. That even though if they didn't fit into this, and if if you sent us a song and we didn't play it, you should know that we're very very disappointed in you. No, the <laughs> fact of the matter is, we lost. We we I'm sure we missed some, and I know we lost some, and I know we got some private messages and things that we couldn't. It, we had a real hard time corralling everything. So if you didn't get played what you sent us, it was probably an oversight. Either that or you sent us more than one, and we only are going to play generally one per contributor. One I think, per contributor. Yeah, think even though some have friends. two. Some of our classics do have two, oh, I no, have I think to say. You're, you're right. Okay, forget that. I take that back because yeah. I think John and Carl are going to be double represented, right? They are. They're double dipping. Yeah, they're double 69. And, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whatever that means. Well, we should have done that with Holly, too, because she had a bunch of good ones, too. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's, Neil, I'll tell you what. Without further ado, why don't you tell us what our first song is going to be? Okay. Today? Our first song. We, we're going to play a lot of songs, more songs than usual, so yep. the breaks between songs will probably be short. Yep. So the first song is uh, submitted by a good friend from Japan, John Bates. Um, yes. Sweary John, as he's known. And this is from a band called the Space Frogs. And it's from 1978, and the song is called I'm Into Necrophilia. And so I'd say the lyrics speak for themselves. So, <laughs> so I'd say he, the title speaks for itself. Yep. So here you go. This is the uh, Space Frogs with I'm Into Necrophilia. Take it away, boys. <laughs> She don't roll, she don't roll 
Cos she ain't alive She lies on her back She never said no Cos she died Three days ago I moved to Necrophilia I think it's so much easier I moved to Necrophilia Necrophilia Space Frogs there with I'm Into Necrophilia, and they're getting the show off to a good start, exactly, exactly as the offensive episode is supposed to be, right, Tom? So they're, so they're from 78. That single was from 78, yes, and it's actually, it's very difficult to get, I guess, that, that original single. I think it was reissued at some point, and uh, to be very honest, I don't know a lot about that band. I'm assuming, because John was so into it, I'm assuming they're from the Amazing... Oh, actually, it's the Amazing Space Frogs, my bad. Not just Space Frogs. Oh, the, amazing. the Amazing Space Frogs. Um, I'm assuming they're from his nape of the neck. I, I assume they're from somewhere northeast of England. But uh, I don't know that for a fact. Oh, this was... I'm sorry, this was from... The EP was called Dirty Habits, and it's from 79. So, um... Yeah, that has a three three track EP, Nuns of Destruction, I'm into Necrophilia, and Norman and Jeremy, which I am assuming is about a gay couple. And it was reissued mm. in twenty fifteen. The original, the last time oh, the original well. sold, it sold for three hundred and fifty bucks. So this is a Nice. This, yeah, it's a tough one. Tough one to get. Yes, sir. Throw that up on your want list, kids, up on Discogs. Yep, Amazing Space Frogs, the Dirty Habits EP 
from 1979. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's keep rolling. I'm going to say again. You can get a hold of us, of course, at punktillidie77 at Gmail or the Punk Till I Die Facebook group, which continues to grow by a person or two a week. And that's how we actually collected a lot of these songs. So yeah, actually, we do, did. Yeah, try to, we do try to be a little interactive on there, so... Oh yeah, and actually, well, that group is growing leaps and bounds. It really is. I mean, it's all, it's basically yeah. like five hundred members now, and uh, yep. it's uh, yeah, it's getting more and more all the time. We seem to get a few people from the uh, from the last Doc Rotten episode, which was offensive in its own way. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Yes, and we actually got a letter addressing that episode, which I'm sure we'll probably read at some point down the line. Yeah, we actually got some really good feedback on that episode. That was a fun episode, man. It was just really free. It was. Well, yeah. they were just they're they're fun they're fun dudes, you know. Yeah, fun dudes. Speaking yeah. of speaking of fun dudes, yes, sir. So anyway, that's how you can get a hold of us to complain or whatever, and ask for some um, stickers because so... we have stickers. We have stickers, so we'll be happy yep, to yep, send you stickers. stickers. Yep. I just sent a bunch out. I got to. I got to give a shout out to our man. I think his name was Ryan, and, and I'm embarrassed that I can't remember his name. I think it was Ryan, and he lives in Portland, and he actually sent me a self-addressed stamped envelope, oh, that a was little nice. handwritten note in there, and said, "Hey, I could use. I need more stickers. I'm caught up on the episode, so I threw a bunch of them in there. So yeah, stay stamp. I don't know. I don't know though. Do I want people knowing where I live? They could like do that satellite thing and just <laughs> stare at me lounging around in my backyard. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think I think enough people have uh, figured out kind of where you are now to be able to triangulate your presence. I think it's a pretty small town. Yes, so. thanks to the Del thanks to the Del Shannon talk. Yeah, the Del Shannon talk, exactly right. Um, but yeah, so you we, know who was almost as big as Del Shannon? Who's that, Tom? No, I was gonna say that that was my seg. I don't know who's next, Neil. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. We're spoiled for choice. Tell you what, was uh was there ever any any rumors about him be about Del Shannon being gay? Uh, not that I know of, but I, I, like there was not really rumors about anybody being gay in 1963 or whenever he came out. That's true. It was about 10 years later where Bowie and some of that crowd kind of made it semi-okay and Lou Reed and those, that type, you know. And then we found no, out that, no, and, right. and then people were amazed when they found out that Liberace had been gay all this time. <laughs> he just, yeah, he would go on, he would go on the Tonight Show and tell them he hadn't met the right lady yet. <laughs> in his cape. Well, but but then you got a guy like Rock Hudson who's like, you know, just super macho, right? Yeah, man's man. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next song? It's the Maclads. We have another John. We have an, another John suggestion. This is now, the Maclads. These, these guys are very offensive. And are they a modern band or are they an older band? Uh, modern. Yeah, they're certainly not 1978 okay. genre. They've been recording. They've got a lot of stuff out. Mac lads, uh, infamous in England, and uh, yeah, this is the Mac lads with the, the, the ode to uh, Rock Hudson, I guess. Now he's a poof. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, lads. Get stuffed, yes, bandit. <laughs> Best mates, he come from Mac And we used to go away pulling crack Now we know it, we're just a farce Cause he's got spunk dribbling out of his ass He's got scabs from stalking other men We're never going to talk to him again He's gone all next and he's making us sick We wouldn't give him cheese or bus dicks Now he's a pup, we can't handle it He's a pup he does spermy shit, he's a pup He leaves white stains wherever he sits He's gone to pop and he's shaved his head He's got some black blokes sleeping in his bed 
sentences written all over his bottom. He's got sores and scabs all over his bum Well, I've been bending down on deck I bore some bodies down his fucking neck All right Cos he's a buff He drinks lemonade He's a buff And he's full of AIDS He's a buff And he likes his buttocks splayed He's a buff He's a fucking slob He's a buff He's got a shitty knob He's a buff He's got spunk all over his gum In a boat In a fucking queer He's a boat He's got gonorrhea He's a boat He can't hold his fucking beer Oh, he's a boat He's an ass bandit He's a boat He does splurdy shit He's a boat And he doesn't like to feel girls All right, that was the Mac Lads, M-A-C-C, um, with now he's a now he's a puff, and uh, it's. So if, tell me something, Neil. Is that a, is that a common term in the old uh, UK to call somebody a poof? Yes, it is for uh, slang for homosexual. But I mean, it's a lot that more. That never caught on. That never caught on here. It's a lot more. I like more, that though. It's kind of. It's a lot more seventies and eighties than it is. I don't know if kids these days are saying oh. that. I don't know if they're saying puff anymore. That was a very seventies and eighties kind of thing to say, but uh but yeah. So uh and again we want I mean, to say I'm not saying it's nice or anything, but no. it, it doesn't feel as like mean spirited as some of the other words. So. It doesn't, it doesn't. It's 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 almost more like gay it's or something. It's nice, right? it's poof. It feels like uh it feels like a soft pillow or something. Well I think poof was maybe how they how they pronounce it down south and up north we called it a puff p-u-f-f he's a puff you know like that so yeah like he'd be like he was so light light in the loafers kind of thing get blown away by a gust of wind that's ah gotcha like a a wisp of smoke yeah well it's 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 funny it's funny neil you know because i you see that uh enemy of the left um elon musk just got twitter or bought Twitter. You saw that, of course. It's he the did. News, right? Yeah, he's got everybody all up in arms about it. The EU is planning to ban him or something, or saying they're going to ban Twitter completely, and people are up in arms about this whole thing. Well, now we can, Neil and I can finally use that platform to push our far right agenda. I guess, right? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see well, that, where this that goes. One, that one fell flat. All right, that joke, that joke fell flat. Forget yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It was offensive. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended by this offensive episode. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting, uh, Tom, to see where that to see where that nonsense goes. Actually, because uh, do you do you tweet? No, I mean I have Twitter. I follow it, but you know what I follow it for? What I follow it mm. for for the uh, football scores because they're almost instant. They're fast. The the the, fa- uh, the um, updates on the soccer scores come through faster on there than they do on any other website or anything like that. Is that so, right? Yeah. Huh. So that's the pretty much the only reason why I have Twitter. To be honest, I ne- I never tweet myself. Never. I do not. I do not have an account. I, I you know I just I, I I'm I'm not really huge on social media. Anyway, or whatever. I don't even know if that's social media or whatever. I mean, it I is, have, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 
I go on Reddit once in a while. I used to do more. I, I just, yeah, I just, I don't need it. I don't need any more time eaters. So I don't know. I don't know that I'm ever going to go on there. But agreed. But I, I do think it's funny, and not wanted to get into a whole political debate on here. That it's um. You know, everyone talks about false fake news or whatever, but they're just upset about the right spreading fake news, whereas the left are more are just as likely to spread it as anybody else. But you know, well, it's funny too because the, I mean, the Twitter especially, if you look at the CEO and all, they, it was just total, total leftists that run it. I yeah. mean, just just way way out there, not centrist American type people. So it is kind of funny actually. But you know, at the end of the day, money talks. Right. You can be an anti-capitalist, but when somebody gives you a few billion bucks, you know, that's, I mean, that's ultimately what's happening to this podcast. We're not really ready to divulge yet, but we do have a multi, <laughs> multi-year, multi-billion dollar partnership. Or entering yes, I just, I just wish that Elon Musk had bought into us for $44 billion. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I'd do it for half that, Neil. I'd yes. do it for half that. I'd do it for a thousandth of that. Um, yeah, because then I wouldn't have to put up with the nonsense I put up today with at work. Um, okay, so... Let me just say again, disclaimer, these songs, not songs that we picked. These are songs picked by our listeners, and we did not write like, them. Because this next song is going in a very unfortunate direction, Tom. Do you oh, know is what that the Diesel is? Queens? It is. Yes, the band called the... Do you know anything about this band, the Diesel Queens? What do you know about them? I think they were like a 90s, 90s band. I'll, go, I'll give them the Googs. I, I know I, I think so this was a record by Ricky our buddy in Cincinnati and I think he recommended them when we first started or somebody did <laughs> so I listened to him a bit he's recommended it's, he's uh, recommended this song twice which actually has me a little worried about it <laughs> <laughs> but but it was definitely it was definitely okay 89 to 96 okay San Jose California okay the diesel Queens okay and uh, this song is about something you know, that... one of their albums is called one of their albums is called Waterhead Boy. What does that even which is mean? It's a very funny name for a very funny name for an album. I'm assuming that is referring to something. I don't know what it is, but Waterhead is like a very crass word for like retarded. Oh. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. You know, you know what I mean, my poofy Waterhead friend. <laughs> well, this song is about something that will get you banned instantly these days. These this song apparently is about uh about being a pedophile. So, <laughs> that in mind thanks ricky this came out before it was cool to talk about grooming children i guess i guess this is the demand boy love association is that what it was um this song is by the diesel queens it is called man boy love so uh here you go everybody enjoy this dubious slice of of vinyl as far as philosophers are concerned socrates is a gravely misunderstood man you know the love, a special love between a man and a boy. I'm a man, you're a boy. Come on over and enjoy some man boy, man boy love. Where I'm a man and you're a boy, come on over and enjoy some man boy, man boy love. If anyone. Just friends, smooth and hairless is what I enjoy. 
coaches. My coach is a really misunderstood guy. He knew of a love between a man and a Slice of Disgusting was brought to you by the Diesel Queens and the song Man Boy Love. And I Yikes. couldn't I couldn't I even just take a shower before we start. I <laughs> yes. Ju- I just took a shower before we started. I'm going to need another one when we're done. Yes. Okay. And I can't tell you what album that's from, and I don't want to. So you guys are going to have to find that one on you by yourselves. <laughs> so the funny thing is, man, me and, me and Tom, uh, you probably can't tell, but we're actually both kind of under the weather. It's... Uh, kind of interesting tom's yes. come down with something so if he if he sounds a little throaty tonight that's probably why right tom you're not feeling too good i'm drowning in my own snot oh lovely that's a dead boy's reference kind of he's young loud and snotty or something like that yeah i'm not that young i'm pretty loud and pretty snotty so uh, two out of three ain't bad right like yeah. meatloaf, like the great meatloaf said two out of three ain't bad dead uh the dead meatloaf right dead meat Yes. Um, Dead meat. So what's going on? You don't have the COVID, And I do also you? just saw, I just, what's that? You don't have the COVID, do you? I don't think so. I, I don't, I, I mean, you don't get real snotty with the COVID, do you? Dude, who knows? They add, they add to the symptoms every day. It's ludicrous, man. The symptoms now, especially in England, the symptoms are like, oh, if you got a headache or if you feel tired. I'm like, every day then. I have had COVID every day of my life. I've been tired <laughs> since I was 40. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. Well, it's it's funny, too, because I just saw on social media that the record store that I went to on Record Store Day on last Saturday had some uh, positives among the staff and visitors. Oh, boy. Well, I'd imagine so, the visitors because so many people crammed in there. But of course, I know. well, it's it, well, it's funny. I'll tell you what. That's that's a story for a different day. Why don't we play another offensive song and then we could talk a little bit about our experiences at record store day. Okay. Well, this is because next... I know I know my local record store day really wants to be associated with all these songs we're playing. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. That's true. Yeah, and I have I have stories <laughs> from record store day too. So yeah, let's let's get to that soon. So okay, no. the next one is um as kind of classic as uh, as one of these offensive songs could get really. So um, it's on the band DOA. Tell tell our listeners who might not know who the who DOA are. DOA is probably the most important punk band to come out of Canada. They're from the west side of the country, like British Columbia or something, right? Yep. But so they always they played down in California. They went down the west coast a lot. And uh, the singer's guitar player's name is Joey Shithead, and he is still active in DOA. Yep. And, and they and they're a great band. And they get actually a lot of uh, a lot of credence in the scene of being one of the first bands to open up, uh, you know, booking independent clubs and uh, and yep. that kind of thing. Yep. Because they toured the U the U S so many times there back in the uh, early early eighties, 
So uh, yeah, lots of lots of cred for DOA. And their their first their not their first their second full length record was called Hardcore eighty one. Mm-hmm. Classic. Which probably went a long way to solidifying the term hardcore. I assume. Um, I think so. I oh. think so. Even though you know what people think of as hardcore these days is not yeah, what hardcore, hardcore back. Not, yeah, was back yeah, then. Hardcore punk, yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so it, damn. I mean, they've released so many great albums over the years, and like you said, they're they're still and recording. A few mediocre like ones. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't. I certainly haven't kept up with them much outside of uh, some of the some of their classics. Like five like, or six years ago, I picked up one of their records, and it was still pretty good. I see the new one that just came out. Like, I think they put out a couple in the last couple of years. They really are still cranking them out. So yeah. Um, and Joe, of course, is a politician now. He's in the city council or something. He's a Green Party guy. So. Well, in that case, I'm imagining he would probably disavow this song. Um, you don't think he plays this one anymore? <laughs> I don't think he play, plays it anymore, no. This is a song, actually, this wasn't on one of their regular albums. This was on a Better Youth uh, BYO compilation from ah, 84 called it. Something to Believe In. Oh, really? Uh, oh, it's yeah, a classic. It is, yeah. And uh, this is song... This is what they put on there? Yep, this this is this is their contribution to that compilation, and uh, this song is the uh, classic. As we can all agree, when we go to the beach, this song is called "Tits on the Beach." We like to squeeze them, we like to see them. So this one comes from our pal Carl over in yep. Seattle. Good old Carl from Seattle. Yep. So uh, here you go, DOA with "Tits on the Beach." That was tits on the beach there, and that might that might sound pretty pretty soft, you know, compared to the uh, man boy love of the Diesel Queens. But still, you know, an oldie oldie but a goodie we had to throw in there. So uh, that's so a th- weird song. So the the famous 
BYO comp was called somebody's gonna get their head kicked in, right? That was like that the was first the one. that was the first one. Yeah, I got I got both. That okay. was the first one, which is fucking awesome too. And something to yeah. believe in was the second one. It had uh, it was probably a bit more varied than the first one, to be honest. It had a, it had a lot of Canadian bands. It had, it had SNFU sure it had on side, it. Yeah. yeah, it had DOA yeah. on it. Stretch marks. So there's a lot of Canadian stuff actually on on that second one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but all that west. Yeah, that west side of Canada, west side of Canada stuff. Yep. So well, hmm. let's look. Let's hold on a second. So it's got the Nils N I L S. I think they're from Canada. Uh, Rigor Mortis, Big Boys, uh, the Unwanted, the Tourists, Kraut from New York. Yep, youth big boys br- from Texas, of course. Youth, youth Brigade, obviously, um, with BYO oh, being yeah. being a stern label. Um, youth, 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 band I've never heard of before. SNFU, nope. SNFU with Womanizer, which, was, a, band. which was the first yep. uh, SNFU song I ever heard. Uh, Personality Crisis, Channel 3. Mm-hmm. Young Lions, uh, DOA, 7 Seconds, Stretch Marks. So a lot of Canadian bands on, the, on this one. So, mm. so yeah, from 1984. Yeah. I got well, it. We got another. I got it, and it was one of those annoying ones where I bought it in Liverpool, and it didn't have the. It's supposed to have like either a booklet or a lyric sheet, and I I never got the lyric mm. sheet, so I always felt I always felt gypped, you know, on that. So uh, that's an offensive term, gypped. It's a it's a derogatory for gypsy, I think, because gypsies rip people off allegedly. Is that true? I did not know. So that's a that's a oh good lord, wow! <laughs> you can't not allowed to say anything anymore. Um. Like, who'd have even put those two things together? You know what I else I found know. today? You know, I, I someone said, oh, he's got a chip on his shoulder to me today. And I'm like, where the hell does that even come from? The term chip on his shoulder. I don't know. So I looked it I up. Should, should, I, should, I, should I educate the people out here? Because I looked it up. I, I mean, it seems like we owe them a little education after some of these songs. Yeah. And it's I, the least we could do. Now, from what I read, and who knows if this is true, because this sounds bogus, it was something to do with, like, 1920s or 1930s in the States. It comes from the States. Whereas if somebody was angry and looking for a fight, they would put a chip on their shoulder and, and dare you to knock it off. So, ah, okay. I got you. Yeah. I mean, that sounds... Well, well yeah. we talked... Was it you and I that were talking? Did we talk about last podcast how, like, like get your cotton picket hands off me, how that's, like, some big insult? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wow. Everything's an insult. Everything's it is. Everything is an insult. Yes, I'm an insult. You're an insult. So I might as well just go with the. You might, you know, if you're going to insult people anyway, you might as well just try to be offensive, right? Right. You should try and be offensive, and that's. I mean, what... that's that's. <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, if you're going to start a band and you want to be offensive, what would you call it? You call it Nig Heist, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh boy, we've gone here. Oh boy. Um, yes. Now I know this was this was a couple of black flag roadies if i'm not mistaken right it was and i actually saw these guys when i the first time i saw black flag in 84 in england on one of the i think it was the my war tour um nick at a small club in manchester called the gallery which is long gone unfortunately because i loved it uh but i saw them and so the place was half full because black flag weren't really known in england in 84 that well really um so it was like half full, skinheads, you know, spiky punkers, you know, the lot. Sure. And Nick Heist came on, and these guys looked like uh, California beach bums, like long hair and vans and shorts. Oh, was that stuff. right? I thought they were more like bikers or something. And um, so the crowd was taken aback by that. And then they launched into some of the most offensive songs you can imagine. And the crowd was just fucking taken aback. And I loved every second of it. 
every second. So of it. did the crowd enjoy it for the most part? No, no, they did not. <laughs> they did not enjoy it at all. They're like, these guys have tans. Let's get them. Yeah, and they're singing songs about things that we're not allowed to sing songs about because we like crass and like that. So, um, so for example, for example, Neil, what would be an example of one of those songs? Well, Tom, I don't even know if you know what this stands for. Um, the Nick Heist song we're going to play <coughs> is called TLP. Do you know what TLP stands for? No, but I can't wait to find out. It stands for a tight little pussy. So, <laughs> we have... <laughs> As nominated by Goffer and Carl again, we have... Uh, Boy, Carl, you should really be ashamed of yourself. Also the rest of you. Yep, yep, indeed. We have the uh, we have the Nick Heist with uh, TLP. Enjoy this one, everybody. You've got a tight little pussy like Taking my meat. Come on, little baby, and drop your jaws. I don't wanna fight, I don't need the ones. I can't use your vibes, I don't want your love. Cause all I wanna do is a fuck, fuck, fuck your die little pussy. You gotta die little pussy. You gotta die little pussy. Come on, baby, and blow. You gotta die little pussy, your own. There you go. That was Nick Heist. Every, everybody, I'm pretty confident that everybody enjoys a little. Everybody's going to enjoy a little TLP, Neil. I, I don't think you have to worry about that. Uh, I hope so. But if you play that to your girlfriend, you might not get any ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh boy! And I just saw what the next song is, and I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, what I'll tell to you say. what. I want to see. Let's let's save that next one. Let's save Chaotic Discord because I want to talk talk about that a little bit. But I'll tell you what. Oh, the next song is not Chaotic Discord, buddy boy. Oh, I have Chaotic Discord next. No, I got I got a, a lovely band called The Amazing Pink Holes next. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, you want to talk about Rugged Sword? We do. Yes, I, yes, I, I Tom. Can, yes, tell I'll tell us. you what. One of us can, then we'll play a song, and then the other one can talk about our day a little bit. Yeah, so let, let's try and make this a little bit uplifting and, uh, and nice. So why don't you tell us about your Record Store day? 
Um, so I'll tell you what, dude. So the weather's been horrendous. I, I just saw the I just saw the weather report that said if you like warm weather, you're gonna hate May. I'm like, oh, that's freaking great. But we had the most beautiful day Saturday. It was 80 degrees. It was here too. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And just perfect weather. And I and I my wife and I need a little quality time. So we actually spent the whole day together. We went to uh, there's this huge like industrial size like antiques complex just south of Grand Rapids or on the south edge of downtown. So we went to that for a bit. And I didn't really want to go. My record store didn't open till 11. They weren't doing like the crazy early thing. Oh wow! Okay, and well, I didn't that makes really want to. Yeah. Well, and I didn't really want to be there with the initial surge. Mm-hmm. So we waited till about one o'clock, and then we went over. We went over there, and like I said, we spent the whole day kind of antiquing and hitting a couple little bars and stuff, having a drink here and there, or whatever. It was, it was nice actually. Nothing more punk uh, rock than antiquing, buddy. Yeah. Did you find any well, records? Did you find any records at least or anything? Well, so so I did. I got the I got the remote. Oh no, I really didn't. Be, well, part of it was because I knew I was going to buy stuff at the record store. Ah, okay. So, but okay. So let I me ask. Let, let me ask this though. Do those antique places? Do they now have like records now that vinyl is back in again? Do they have like a big record? They have selection? tons of them, and they almost always want way too much for it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I get that. Like twenty five bucks for like a sticks record or something. It's like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, you can sticks that up your arse, like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I well it, so I did browse a little bit through them, but it's it's mostly like Engelbert Humperdinck and stuff. You know, it's mostly horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. Crooners like like if you like swing or like the crooners, you can usually find something. But all the class, even like classic rock, gets picked through so heavily that you're lucky to find anything good. Right. Yeah. But uh, so we did that, and then we we there's a there's a new tiki bar in town. You ever you ever like to go to a tiki bar, Neil? Um, I, you know what, I, I would, cause you know, I've been to Hawaii a bunch of times and I do love that kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's kitschy, but it's a hell, hell of a lot of fun actually. Well, so, it's funny. Cause if you go to a good, if you go to a good one, it's like totally immersive where mm-hmm. it's like you lose your light, you know I mean? It's just like a black, it's just all wood. And so there's actually one in downtown GR that was very cool. And we went in there and the bartender actually noticed my circle jerks t-shirt. So I was able to spread the punk light eye gospel a little bit. Oh, nice. Tiki bar. Was As it, I was sipping my fourteen dollars $14 drink. Well, what was the name of said tiki bar? Was it like the Maya called, Luna or something? It's called It's called Max's South Seas Hideaway. It's actually founded oh. by the same guy who founded Stella's and uh, Pyramid Scheme and some of the other places downtown. Ah, uh, okay. Wealthy Chicago investor or something like that. Oh, I remember that. You telling me that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Now, now, does it look good inside? Is it all? Does it all bamboo curtains and like tiki statues and shit? Oh my gosh, this guy. I think he was an obsessive like tiki collector because there's so many. Like sometimes you go to a place like, oh, it's a tiki bar. It's just a crappy bar with a little grass like peak or something in broad daylight or whatever. No, this was like. It was like when you walked out, it was blinding because it was so dark in there, you know? Wow, I'm going to have to go to this place with you. It sounds cool. But it was. It was real cool, actually. And, uh, yeah, the, the, we, we did get over to Vertigo, and I got I got my Ramones box set, which is what I really wanted to get. And how, um, much, how, how much did you pay for said Ramones box set? I think 140 hmm. Now, for those that don't know, explain that Ramones box set. So it's called the Sire Records. Of, it was the Sire Records of the 80s. So there was six records in the 80s on Sire. It was, oh, let's see, Neil. Pleasant Dreams, mm-hmm. Subterranean Jungle, mm-hmm. Too Tough to Die, mm-hmm. Animal Boy, mm-hmm. Halfway to Sanity, mm-hmm. and Brain Drain. Brain Drain. Very good, Tom. That was good. I might have got the last. I might have got number four and five in the wrong order. but um, and they, And there was also a record of rarities. 
like a seventh LP of rarities. So yeah, I got that. When I when I saw that, I looked at those and I was like, those aren't really rarities because those have all been on those some of those Sire compilations, those Sire reissues. I think they've been on. I think they've all been on CD. Yeah, CD. Yes, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. But that's what I wonder. Like they almost need a companion from the early stuff. Like you know, we're talking about like the Ramones have certain like B sides that are sort of famous or or like demo tracks or. Slug, and there's some other ones. Uh, yep. I don't want to be learned. I don't want to be, yep, you know, exactly like that. And uh, they, I don't know if that stuff is really ever available on vinyl. Uh, no, I don't think it was. I think they that stuff use, was CD only. I think you're right. They could probably use like an early rarities uh, album of some kind. So I was pretty excited. That was my main thing I wanted to get. The other thing I wanted to get because I knew we had them over there, and I because I, I saw them last time. I wanted to buy the Saints album, the I'm Stranded. Was no? Did you get? Was that a record store day release, or was that just they? No, they had it there. No, I just knew. We, I just I knew he had a couple copies of it when I was there, and I I actually thought I actually it was it was actually a bootleg. Oh wow! I didn't realize it. It was Youth of America was the label, so it had a label on it. I didn't think anything of it. I bring it back to put it in Discogs. Oh, it's boot. Um, but it's good. It sounds sounds great. Um, the only thing with the boots I, that can be disappointing, and I don't know what the original looked like because I don't have the original, obviously, but it doesn't have a printed inner sleeve. Mm, okay. And that's the case a lot of times with the boots, like my Danzig boots too. They don't have they don't have the printed sleeve, which is kind of a bummer. But or Necros or whatever. But uh, so yeah, I bought that. I was pretty pleased to get that. And I bought my wife for Mother's Day. Uh, I bought her the Sunshine on Leith Proclaimers reissue. That's that was actually a, that, that was a record store day thing. That's actually a really really good record. I've I actually I have that and I have the was that the first? I have two uh, Proclaimers yeah. albums anyway, and I love them both. I think actually. it was like their. I think that was like their third. No, it was? Wow. Okay. It was 88. They've been around a long time, or they were around a long time. We saw them years and years ago at a little club. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, she was always a big fan of that record, and I saw it. Like, oh, that's cool. It's got like it's got the full album on the first uh, LP, and then it's got a second LP of all outtakes and stuff. So, hmm. so yeah. That was our day, and then we went to like downtown Holland, and we had a drink and split a pizza, and it was it was fun. It was nice. It was a nice day. So does uh, does the lovely wife actually go into uh, the record store with you, or does she oh, go yeah, shopping? Yeah. So oh, she does. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in fact, I mean, you know, the I, I've known the owner for so many years. He knows her by name, if not, or by face, if not by name. And my oh, buddy okay. John was working. So yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, so no, it's, it's all cool. Yeah, it so definitely it's... keeps my it keeps me from. I see. Now I was in there for only like fifteen minutes, and she wasn't asked me about getting out of there. But I'm like, ah, oh, this is our day. I wasn't gonna because I know they put out some cool used stuff, but I didn't spend all day digging through the piles. You know, I'll go back. Yeah, especially I think as a lo- Friday. Uh, this Friday, I think the reissue of the well, it'd be the second, well, first, it'd be the third Suicidal Tendencies album, which is called How Can I laugh tomorrow when i can't even smile today is being reissued so i'm gonna have to go over there and grab a copy of that anyway that does see that's funny i wonder even how much the original goes for for those like i wonder why they'd reissue something uh, like that oh is that a big seller i don't even know i i kind of lost interest well, in ST i think a lot of the suicidals i think it was a lot of cd era stuff oh okay gotcha um I, what I really, what they really need to reissue, this is totally off the beaten path, but the second suicidal album is called Join the Army. Right. I think you would love that one. That's actually, arguably, after the first one, that's the best album probably. And, uh, but it was on Caroline. It was a one-off, but I would love to see that get reissued. Hey, just out of interest, how much did you pay for that Saints album, the Saints boot? 
25 he probably gave to me for 23 or i was gonna say you can get the original for not for not that much i mean it's about 50 bucks or something well like it's that. it's funny because it was reissued a few years ago by a label called four men with beards or something like that in a lavender and i and i was looking at him like oh, i thought that, that's what it was and i looked at him and this guy's like oh it's going like 70 bucks i'm like oh great you know i'll go buy it for 25 no big deal but i look at it, it's clearly black but I didn't look it over well enough to realize that it was a boot. Like I said, it's called Youth of America. It looked like a legit, you know, mm-hmm. when you go to when you go to put it in Discogs and it's not available, it's not there. You're like, oh crap, because you you can find them on Discogs, but it won't like add them to your collection. It's right. a weird thing. Or no, you can add them to your collection, but it won't show up when you Google the artist or whatever. And you can't buy or sell it, right? So. But yeah, so, I mean, anyway, I, mean, I, mean, I'm, I mean, I'm seeing the original of that for, yeah, it's all in the 50, $40, $50 range. And there's a lot of them, so. I mean, because it was a major label thing. It was on Sire, right? So it, was, uh, it wasn't it was difficult to find. Was it? Was the, the Saints were on Sire? I, did, I didn't know that. But you know what? But it sounds, you know, the, the new the new copy sounds great, so I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with it. Yeah, in the U.S., they um, were on Sire. In the U.K., they were on Harvest, I believe. So. so I was only there for like 10 minutes, but I still dropped like two bills. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Wow, because that well, that proclaimers thing was like thirty-two bucks, and I'm sure he gave me a couple bucks off. Well, is it my my total bill is one hundred ninety something? Oh, that's right, because you got the Ramones one. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, and I see their because re- I think the retail on that was one fifty, and a lot of people are selling them over retail, which is a BS move in my mind. The stores, at least. Yeah, it's one thing when the resellers do it, but the last time I looked, you could get them on Discogs for about one seventy. Because those those records, I know you got all the OGs and you hunted them down, but the fact of the matter is, those LPs have not been available for years for any of those records. Yeah, since I, they they've never repressed any of them. And actually, the, those ones that set, I actually didn't have to hunt any of those down. I actually bought those when they came out at the record store, and I can oh, remember um, when I was in line. Well, in line. When, it, when Brain Drain was coming out, I actually went to the record store. This was when I was still living in Champagne. I went to the record store on the day it came out, and I asked for it. And the guy behind the counter said, why are you buying this old shit still? And he was like, listen, dude. Just, I should have curb stomped him. I should have done. <laughs> I should have done. It was like, I can remember it distinctly, actually. I'm like, do you have that in yet? He goes, yeah, it's still in the box. You don't want one, do you? I'm like, yeah, I want it. Idiot. No, dude. I'm just curious if you had it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, sorry. I want this, uh, I don't know, who was it? John Cougar Mellencamp album instead. How's that? How about if I buy that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, you're in Illinois. You're in Sticks country, boy. Yeah, there you Isn't go. That, aren't they from, like, down there? Aren't Sticks from somewhere in southern Illinois or something? Uh, Ario Speedwagon. Uh, Sticks do have a Chicago connection, but Ario Speedwagon are who you're thinking of, I think. Man, two great tastes that chase great together. Yeah. Sticks and Arrow Speedwagon. Yeah. I swear they toured together. They used to tour together every year too. At every state fair, probably right. You can see some kind of. Do you think any of them ever? Do you, do you think any of them ever? Anybody from either of those bands ever was made into a plaster caster? Um. Well, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Uh, no, because they were too wimpy, probably, and she only seemed to do good people. So. so yeah. Uh. But yeah, she if died. Get, she so, died this so you week. Saw that- she died this yep, week. She didn't died, she? The, yeah. the plaster caster woman. I probably wouldn't have known who she is, honestly, Neil, if it wasn't for the famous Kiss song. Oh, I don't know that. It's called Plaster Caster. Okay. She wants my love faster. Ah. Um, okay. But if you could have anyone that she cast, if you could have their cast, who would you who would you want? I don't want anyone. So well, okay. So for those who have no idea, no idea what we're talking about. 
Um, this woman. She, she, I love that. I love to put you. I love to. I love to put you in these situations. Yeah, she was, I mean, she was based in Chicago, right? I think. Was she? Uh, I I have no idea. She was a very famous groupie. Yep, and she like wa- in the like if you watch like the movie Almost Famous or something like that, or you read about those early days, they passed these groupies around and they were like real girlfriends, you know, like, you know, Peter Frampton would have this 15 year old for like six months and then she'd go to Jimmy Page or whatever. Right. But one of the famous, famous ones was Cynthia Plastercaster who made her fame by getting, making plaster casters of rock stars pieces. Yep. And she would, plaster, she her, would, yep. She would get their, was never sure if it was erect or not erect, but she would get their dicks and she would uh, make a plaster cast of them. Right. Well, listen, dude. Some of us are some of us are growers, not showers. I I, I certainly would would want to. Right. I certainly'd want to be you know at my prime. Well, some of them some of them I'm surprised. I mean, you got Pete Shelley from the Buzzcocks, and I'd be very surprised that he was the kind to want to be showing his little Pete around. You know. (laughs) Anyway, the famous the famous if you the most famous one she did was not a punk rocker. It was Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, right? Yeah. I'd like to get a look at that thing. Okay, Tom. Just out of curiosity. Just out of curiosity. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe some of the songs that were played today will be right up your alley then, my friend. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. Why don't we roll on to the next one? What's what's next on the list, Neil? You have, uh, oh, boy. Well, you following, got Allen or what's... Following up from the uh, that lovely Nick Heist song, um, we have The Amazing Pink Holes uh, with a song oh, called... Oh, The Amazing Pink Holes. Now, do you know anything about this band? I know, I know nothing. nothing about this band. I know nothing. I know nothing. And this was sent to us by somebody named Dave. Yep, Dave, Dave. Greg. Yep. And oh, you I should don't... also be ashamed of yourself, Dave. Yep. Yeah, I should. And this is uh, the song is called "My Mother." So, uh, yeah, hold on to your hats because this one could get pretty. I mean, rough. it's one thing to make fun of someone else's mother, say your mother, but to say your own mother, it's uh, it's not right. Yep. It's just not right. So, uh, so yeah, like I say, hold on to your hats, and uh, if you're playing this in public, please turn it down. So, this is "Amazing Pink Holes" with "My Mother." <laughs> Big and black and scary Scary. Well, I see the naked at the wash. She knows I'm just a little guy, but at least I'm. 
All right. Well, there you go, Neil. Yeah, amazing. Can't feel good about that. <laughs> she sounds like quite the mother there uh, by, uh, <laughs> by the lovely, lovely titled Amazing Pink Holes. Yes, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Where's Dave from? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. It's from Facebook. It's from, it's from Facebook. Yes, exactly. He doesn't actually live anywhere. He's just on Facebook. Yeah, Dave Gray. Exactly. Thanks, dude. Um, he's, he's not a real person. He's like Aunt Jemima or like uh, Colonel Sanders. He's not real. He's just like a figment of our imagination. You had to say Aunt Jemima, didn't you? You had to go there. Goes banned again from. Well, I also make fun of an older white guy. All right, fine. You're allowed All to. Right. Do, you're allowed to do that. Didn't you know that yet? God damn. Do you ever see that picture of like Colonel Sanders with Alice Cooper? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. It's I did so not. great. You don't realize how much history has existed at the same time. We, we you know. Oh, how old anyway. Alice Cooper right. is. Well, he's 70. He's probably pushing 75. Yeah. It's great that he can paint his face up so you can't even really tell how old he's either. Right. I so. mean, and, you know, body-wise, he still looks exactly the same, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just a tiny little freak. Yeah. But he's uh, he's still – I saw him a few years ago, uh, like less than five probably. And it was still a lot of fun, actually, a fun show. So. Cool, cool, cool. He's got a smoking hot female guitar player, you know. Ah, uh, good to know. Yes. Well, yes, um – so you want to talk about your record store day experience or what? Sure. Um, so I went, I decided there was a couple things that like this, this year, uh, there was actually a few things I wanted. Um, a few things I definitely wanted. And then a couple things I was like, eh, maybe. Um, and I was like, where should I go? And then I got to thinking, well, I haven't been to see up to your friends, Bill and Jen up at, uh, Simon records in McHenry. I haven't been there since the last time me and you went, Tom. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's an hour away, but I don't care. So I emailed Bill the night before to see if he was going to be uh, carrying the two things that I wanted before I made the drive, and he was. So um, I left at about now. And also, our good friend Alan from Goldmine Magazine, he was going to be there, but yep. uh, but I believe that Siren opened up. He went like he went like eight in the morning or something. Yeah, right? he it was like it was like one Alan, of those. Alan, yeah, like or seven or something, because I think they were opening at eight. So he wanted to go at seven to interview people in line. So unfortunately, I didn't go till ten, so I didn't get there till eleven. So I missed Alan by like an hour, which is a drag. But uh, so catch you next time, so, Alan. So Alan, Alan writes for Goldmine, of course. He's kind of got his own little niche at Goldmine. It's, he does a great job, Doctor Disc. But do you think anybody? Do you think anybody in that line really has anything interesting to say? Uh, probably not, especially as... I guess we'll see. I guess we'll leave that, we'll leave the jury out on that one. Well, the o- I'm skeptical. The only reason I say not is because the big thing that it seems like everybody wanted to get was the Taylor Swift 7-inch. This is, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> so my, my buddy who works at the record store, not the owner who I'm kind of pals with too, but my buddy works there, he's like, it's like, dude, it's all like hipster, like 30-year-old guys waiting in line to snatch, snatch up Taylor Swift. And he used that term, and I said, "I said, can you snatch and Taylor Swift in the same sentence?" Yeah, I'd like to get Taylor Swift anyway. snatch. Yes, there you go. Um, yes, but it's but now now you cross the line, McDougal. I did. I'm going to get banned. I'm going to get sued by Taylor Swift for mentioning her snatch. <laughs> See, once again, the only place we're going to be able to put this is on Twitter. It's the only. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. From now on, we're solely on Twitter. Thanks, Elon. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think those were the people. Hard, that hard, be... to, hard to believe. Hard to believe we don't have billion dollar advertisers. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> again, these all these songs are suggested by the listeners, people, not by yes, us. We're passing the buck. Um, 
So yeah, so I think people that were standing in line at seven in the morning, I think, were waiting to get that Taylor Swift single. I don't think there was a lot of people eager to get the uh, the replacements album or whatever the hell out. Well, even the Ramones box set, right? Because there was a lot of them. There was like fourteen thousand. Yeah, believe, there's like so. fourteen fourteen thousand of the Ramones right. box set. I suspect if you wait, the price will come down back down on that. But I mean, dude, what is what what is wrong with these grown ass people trying to get this Taylor Swift record? Uh, I don't know. Just, I mean, just like they can resell it, maybe. Like my twelve year old daughters love Taylor Swift, right? But right. they outgrew her. I mean, I would totally Nancy Kerrigan these dudes. Just get the old tire iron out, the old friendly bunny whap and tire iron, and just kneecap everyone. <laughs> Clean the blood off from the last bunny that you killed. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, are you gonna if you're a grown man waiting in line for a Taylor Swift seven inch? Are you? Is there any way you're a productive member of society? Well, I, well uh, the only thing I'll say is maybe they're planning to resell it on to some 12-year-old for like 100 bucks or something. That would be, I guess, the only thing I would suggest. Uh, they're, not, they're not buying it to play it, are they? I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, I, I, I swear, I don't really have anything against Taylor Swift, no more than anybody else. I mean, I'll take Taylor Swift over no, Lezo or, what, Lizzo or whatever else my kids are listening to at the moment. I'll take Taylor Swift. But the fact of the matter is I, I'm not listening to any of it. But I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's bizarre. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, so I missed Alan probably by, like, an hour or something. I got there at, like, 11, and uh, the place was... Alan, really... you should have hung in there. You could have got you could have interviewed Neil. You would have got something intelligent out of him, at least. There you go. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. So, um, uh, I saw Bill right away. Bill was outside having a cig, so spoke to Bill. He, nice. He put two albums back for me. He actually didn't need to, because they had, uh... Well, actually, he maybe he did, because I didn't see any other you copies know, the of the is, Jonathan Richmond. Because I've been, I've been actually slow to talk about this, because I don't think you're supposed to do any of that kind of stuff. But those of us who've been around for a while, we got friends who work places, and it's always like, hey, man, can you do this? I, I think that's, like, kind of against the record sort of rule. So he didn't put those back for you. Well, I think, well, here's the thing. Um, I don't think they really had any I don't think they had a lot of people queuing up for the Ultravox Live 77 uh, album. So I, I, I don't think well, that was like, a, I don't think I was, like I, I was taking anything away from anybody else. The store I went to had multiple of the Ramones boxes. I did sort of make arrangements to make sure that I got one, but it was not an issue. Right. But the fact of the matter is, I could have went on Sunday probably. Because as a matter of fact, because I, because you, I've actually, didn't I grab you, you were, you went into... You found a couple of leftover Ramones record store day things at that shop I go to when you were in town. I, I did, think, like, or I like found a first, like yeah, that. like like nine months after record store day. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, and so. I think, and I think, and the annoying thing is, yeah, I what I've already paid for this Ultravox box set, uh, Ultravox live album. I'm sure, like in six months' time, it'll probably be in the discount bin for like fifteen bucks. You know what I mean? Or it might not be. Who knows? Um, it depends. It's real hit or miss. So, did you have you listened to it yet? Uh, I haven't listened to the Ramones, uh, to the Ultravox one. I did listen to the Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers because those were the two oh, that, that I sound. wanted to get. That sounded fantastic. It was uh, done from the original or um, the original tapes from 1988, from the original um, mm. analog tapes, and so that one sounds fantastic. It's on a lovely blue vinyl. Uh, the mm. Ultravox Live was uh, from '77 at the Rainbow, first time ever released. So um, See, I wonder how that's going to sound though. I mean, seventy-seven live is it can be a little dodgy, but hopefully it sounds well, good. I assume they're not releasing unless it sounds good, right? What's well, funny you say that, but the best sounding records in my collection are all old. The Who Quadrophenia from uh, what was that? Some seventy-one. Yeah. Well, we've discussed we discussed that too. A yeah. lot of it is the way they just did things back in those yeah. days. So, I, and this would have been this wouldn't have been like recorded in the crowd. This would have been taken off the mixing board. So, I'm I'm sure it's sure. I'm sure it's fine. Um, sure. So those were the two I got from Record Store Day. Um, 
but being a regular record store, you know, I also did, I picked through the bins, right? So, um, you got quite a bit of stuff, huh? I did. Uh, so what else? I got, I got, there's, they always have a really good seven inch section there of old used punk stuff. So, they do, yeah. So I got a US Bombs seven inch. I got a, um, a band called The Wall, who were a late 70s English uh, punk band. I remember them. I got a single of theirs. I'm aware of them, I should say. And, uh, shit, what else did I buy? God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. What's the matter with me? Boy, US Bombs are another band that'll get you canceled. Yep, and that's actually one of the reasons why I bought it. <laughs> I have to say. Yes. So you walked out of there with how many LPs and how many 7 inches? Um, uh, three albums, three or four albums, and three 7 inches, I believe. And uh, Bill, being you... the uh, being the good lad that he is, um, he did me a deal on all of it, so I probably paid a lot less nice. than a lot less than than I should have done, which was fucking awesome of him. I love Siren Records. If you're ever in Illinois, make the drive up to Siren Records in McHenry because it is well worth the visit. Because uh, they have an next, awful next lot of time stuff. I, next time I go up to Wis- next time I go up get up to Wisconsin, I, I rarely get north of Chicago, but when I next time I do, I'm definitely gonna swing up there and. Uh... Say hello. Yeah, so they have they have the record store in the front with tons of vinyl, tons of albums, tons of singles, big big store, and, and you know the, tons of magazines you asking, too. You were asking about the the antique shops finding records. You can find them, but the, he, Bill's got that stuff between a dollar and five dollars for the same crap they're trying to sell for like fifteen bucks. At, yeah, exactly. At the he had a great like if you want to dig through old classic rock records, that that's one of the best shops I've seen to do it at. He's got yeah. tons of them. And he was selling them. They, all his five dollar records when we were there last time. He was putting them down to a buck. So I don't know if that's still the case, but you can get some. You can build your collection in that place quick. And at the back, if you're looking for something to play your vinyl on, uh, there's a whole other section at the back where he sells old uh, hi-fi equipment. So he's got old turntables, yeah. amps, classic old amps, classic speakers. I mean, some of the stuff goes up to the thousands, but you know, there's a lot of reasonable stuff too, depending on what you're looking for. So it's just a great store. Um, yeah, I got three albums. You got the Jonathan Richmond, the Ultravox. Those were the R- RSD ones. Then I got an album by the Guanabats, who were a, um, a mid-80s English psychobilly band. So I got an hmm. album from them that I saw in the used bin. And um, the other 7-inch I got was uh, the second Chelsea 7-inch. Um, so you know Chelsea. Hmm. Um it's called High Rise sure. Living, so I, I got that too. So I, you know, I probably I probably would have if I'd paid full price, I probably would have dropped two hundred bills there easy. And uh, and Lydia bought a bunch of stuff. Actually, no, because we got more. Because Lydia bought a bunch of stuff too. So she bought, you know, the band Sore Throat, like an English. They're hardcore band, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, English hardcore screamo, screamo kind of band. So she got their first album, yep. and she got a couple of other things. So it was kind of interesting. We walked out of there with a lot of vinyl. Did and, you did you go to our favorite neighborhood bar there? Actually, we didn't because Lydia was hungry. So we went to, we went to this bizarre little pancake place, which if Bill and Jen are listening to this, they'll know all about it. It's this totally bizarre pancake house that um, I went there at Christmas with Rick and it had tons. It's like a it's hard to describe, but it would imagine if it was like a pedophile's uh <laughs> pedophile's basement if he was trying to pick up little kids at christmas there was just like santa claus shit all over the walls right how many pedophile basements you've been into well this is just what i would imagine one would be if there, if there was one and um it looked like you ever see those those tapes where the cops went to john wayne gacy's house that was this pancake house yeah basically basically dude and uh, you know the wait staff the average age of the wait staff was like 85 
Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Called you Han. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. But somehow still there was a million wait staff, but the it was, service was still really slow. Um, but anyway, at Christmas, they had all the, all the Santa stuff on the walls. Um, now, they had July 4th stuff, even though it's only April. It was... The well, they only, have, they only celebrate the two holidays. Now. Yeah, I guess. So, uh, yeah, it was chock-a-block with July 4th stuff. So we went there so Lydia could have pancakes. But the rest of the food, the dinner and lunch, fucking awful. Just dreadful. Um, so, unfortunately, <laughs> we didn't go We didn't go to the little cool bar across the street, which was a drag. Um, or the Chinese place that Rick talks so highly about. I know. I wanted to hit that one. Saturday afternoon would have been perfect, but we did, didn't. Uh, Rick meet up, did Rick meet up with you guys? No, he was too busy doing something to his lawn. I don't know. Whatever you guys do with houses, do oh. to your lawns in the spring. That's what he was doing. I don't know. But, um, I don't know. But anyway, so actually, there was a band plan at, at, uh, at Siren. Ah. So we headed back over there at 2 o'clock. And we're not going to play them because they don't have any filthy, dirty songs. So. I, well, not that I know because I'd never really heard of them before. Um, they were called Dead Rest. Uh, I believe a hmm. Chicago punk band, but uh, Bill was offended okay. or upset when he found out he'd never heard of them before, but I hadn't. Sorry, guys. But uh, <laughs> they were very good. They were three-piece. Um, they did all acoustic, so it was kind of difficult to judge you know, what they would normally sound like. But the singer had a great voice, and they did a Misfits uh, cover. So, uh, yeah, it was it was entertaining, and uh, I always always enjoy my time at Siren Records. Siren, they were, it's a great store, so can't recommend them enough. So with the uplifting All things right. being said, so we bring it back down to back down to disgusting Earth again. So what are we? We up to GG Allen? No, we're up to chaotic Discord now, my friend. Let's let's skip that one. Let's do that one next. Let's do GG Allen. Okay. All right. This was. Or no, you know what? Let's let's actually let's go even further than that. Let's go to the authorities. Okay. I don't know, and I don't actually know anything about this band, but I know we talked about them a couple weeks ago because their EP had been reissued, and I was interested in it because it had like an anti-cop song or something on it. Okay, don't but know the, anything about them at all. But the okay. EP is called "Soundtrack to Trouble," I think, or something like that. It's like a four-song soundtrack to chaos, soundtrack to trouble. How old is soundtrack it? Soundtrack to something newer or older? I don't know. Hold on a second. But it's Wait. classic. Looks like classic early '80s, you know, black and white. Yeah. You know, screen um, cover made at Kinkos, but it was it's pretty cool. I actually, I saw one of my distros that I buy stuff from regularly. Is uh, has the reissue? So let's well, see. Well, this was put forward by our good friend Steve Ward, who I don't really. Yeah, he's do, in, do he's in Southern California. He Southern okay. California, summer. Okay. Yes. Cool. Okay, soundtrack for Trouble, nineteen eighty-two. Neil, does that have this fine song on it, which is called "Radiation Masturbation"? I believe it does. Okay, so well, let's listen to it. it. Yes, it does. Radi- okay. Yes, so it's four songs: Octune, "I Hate Cops," "Radiation Masturbation," and "Shot in the Head." This is a fifty-one second banger. It's called "Radiation Masturbation." Don't feel the same. I'll swing my rocks of 
There you go. Radiation masturbation by the authorities from, what would you say, 1983? 82. 82. Did, did, did he say where, wow, that is early. Did he say where it's from? What, uh, is it from uh, California? I don't know. I don't. Let me see. Uh, from the USA, Neil. They're from the USA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all we know. USA somewhere. There we go. Stockton, California. Oh, Stockton. Okay. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful Stockton. So they put out this EP in the 80s, and it looks like they maybe did a album in 2011. Hmm. Maybe another EP in the 90s. So, yeah. Well, don't know could... much about them, but I want to pick up that 7-inch. Okay. Well, that could be a pretty generic band when you think about it, right? Uh, I mean, that band name, The Authorities, that could be there well, could be it, other bands. It, it, the whole thing is sort of generic, but it's also pretty decent. It's good, too. I mean, it's like I said, it's got the black and white classic 80s looking cover so listen you know who's not generic neil um i would say you're gonna say gg allen i'm gonna say gg allen yes there's nothing generic about this guy as a matter of fact we actually every time we do a show like this it's virtually impossible not to consider gg allen yeah it's almost he's like the mentor yeah it's almost it's almost too easy isn't it it's almost like shooting fish in a barrel well it's it's funny so we so the song we picked came from who gave us this song who's who recommended this song Neil? darren pike from uh he's what's uh, oh english our english friend yeah yes. from uh serial bowl records right yeah put out the put out the uh, born shitsters record i i uh i have a, some of their stuff actually it's pretty cool pretty cool little english label yeah seems to be struggling to get vinyl like everybody else but they're cool um so he recommended what oh uh I believe this song, the lovely song, is called "Shit on My Prick." Is that what it is, Neil? <laughs> that is indeed what this uh, delightful I'm a love song. Saying it. It's a delightful love song. It's I'm sure. funny because <laughs> you could do any number. And as a matter of fact, I remember Jake and I see because we didn't do our messages very well, but we, our, our friend Jake actually sent us one called "Clit Liquor." He did. Oh, I didn't see that one. Which so sorry, Jake. We're gonna play this one instead. The, the that one, uh, yeah, I guess would be like the sensitive side of GG to prove that he wasn't a selfish lover or something. I don't know. <laughs> Indeed, what a what a delightful man he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Sensitive type. All right, we're gonna play this GG out song. I'm sorry in advance, and of course the sound quality is terrible. So, anyway, enjoy, kids. Yep. Shit on my prick, GG Allen.
right. I'm sure you played that to your uh, girlfriend in a tender moment. The lovely. Yes. Yeah. I remember. I remember dancing. I remember. I remember dancing to that at my prom. <laughs> yes, the, the gym teacher looking on in disgust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the reason. So the reason I uh, wanted to go back, double back on chaotic discord. I had never heard of this band before, until earlier this week or last week. So I see there's a, a punk festival in Pittsburgh, a really cool-looking, smaller, underground punk festival. It's called Hell Skullfest. Skullfest, which is a pretty good name for a fest, right? Mm-hmm. Better than, say, punk rock bowling or Lollapalooza or something. But anyway, and the headliners, and this band was one of the headliners. And I'm like, man, I've never heard of this band. The other headliners were Zero Boys from Indy, who we love, of course, and the Adolescents from Southern California are going to play their whole first album. And then it's chaotic discord. I'm like, I've never heard of this band, but they're English. Are you Are you familiar with them, Neil? Um, really? I'm familiar familiar with them by the name. I think um, they were like a joke band. But once again, it's sort of one of those sort of a generic sort of name, right? Yeah, and I think it was formed by like uh, I think it might have been a member of Vice Squad and like a Roadie or something like that who 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 put this together as kind of a joke. Um, Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, their first so, album was called, like, Fuck Religion, Fuck Politics, Fuck You, see, or something I didn't, I didn't like even that. See, I didn't get the impression it was a joke. It definitely has got that, like, UK82 kind of vibe. But the thing with this song is, it is a funny song, obviously, and offensive. But it's, the only version I could find is a live version. Were you able to find a studio version, Neil, or is this a live version also? Um, it is on their greatest hits, uh... <laughs> And I say that in inverted quotes. Um, they have a CD called their fucking greatest fucking hits or something like that. And it is on there. Nice. But I don't know if that's studio or whether it's live. The version I found was live. So I don't know if this is going to be a live or studio version or whatever you can do with it. But it's called, it's called what, Neil? This song is called Seal Clubbing. And when I first heard it, me I thought... Me and my baby Seal Clubbing or something? Or I, me and my girl Seal Clubbing? Yeah, I thought it was going to be... I thought it, at first it was going to be like a cover of the uh, Iggy Pop song, Clubbing, you know, with just different lyrics thrown on it. But no, it's a completely <laughs> different song. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, let's listen to... Uh, so who sent us this? I don't see a credit for this one. I don't... You know what? I don't remember. So whoever sent this in to, for us to play, thank you very much. I'm assuming they were English, but... Um, I'm scrolling way back through our conversation because I think it might be in here somewhere, so... Yeah, I couldn't. Anyway, I couldn't. I couldn't find it. This. I couldn't find it. Um, yeah, this again. This is called "Me and My Girl Seal Clubbing," so it's very offensive to uh, people that like to, you know, worry about the seal colors and such. You don't like to club seals. Yes, you're exactly. right, Neil. I don't see. I don't see where it came from. Was it Brian? Maybe Starkey. Uh, I don't think so. But sure, we'll give it to him. Brian Starkey, you, right, you Brian. Japanese bugger. It's uh, thanks, thanks, thanks for this. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chaotic like Discord. Me and my girl seal clubbing. Alright, this is called Me and My Girl Seal Clubbing by David Essex. <laughs>
So there you go. That was uh, horrible because, uh, you know, clubbing seals is pretty offensive. Well, listen, and, uh, Neil. There we go. Everybody wants the beautiful boots that come from seal high, but nobody wants to go through the ugliness of clubbing them over the head. Somebody's got to do it. Well, so you think they're not a they're not a comedy band, but let's take a look at their greatest hits. Um, okay. Fuck the world, fuck off and die. These are the names of the songs. Fuck off and die. I mean, Loud. these literally sound like every UK eighty two band. Loud, know? tuneless, and thick. Anarchy and Woolworths. You bastards can't fuck us around. Destroy, <laughs> destroy peace and freedom. Sausage beans and chips. I mean, this sound this sounds like everyone on that other punk uh, thing that we're on on Facebook. <laughs> Get off my fucking well, allotment. Yeah. Goat fucking virgin killers from hell. That would have been a good one too, I think. Mm. Yeah. So there well, you go. Maybe we should like play that one. Chaotic Discord for you. Yeah. Well, it's so it's funny. I might end up seeing them because I, I, I just, it's funny. I'm like, oh, I want to kind of, kind of wait and see what happens with the summer. But now all of a sudden it's going, you know, it's almost May and it, like the bills haven't really stacked up like I thought they would for the summer. I'm still kind of waiting on you know, like a couple of real amazing things for the summer. Like, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with Park Rock Rolling, but I kind of assume it's not going to happen. I mean, they haven't even announced dates yet. It's Which, already almost May. Yeah. Um, we, we, yeah, I'm very surprised by that, actually. Um, but I guess maybe they might be taking the year off. You might be right. But this thing in uh, Pittsburgh looks really promising. It's definitely on my radar. <laughs> Because they haven't they haven't announced the Savage Mountain lineup yet, which is that festival I went to in Maryland last year where there was the incident. Oh right, so the, yeah, the famous without pants incident. I had shorts on. <laughs> okay, it that's right. It was the only thing I it was the only thing I had on. Wondering, I had wondering I had the hallways incident. There we go. Let's talk about that. Yes. So and anyway, maybe we could have played revisit this one that too. episode. It's. Yeah, that episode's very funny. I don't remember what number it is, but yes, Tom goes to you can whatever that festival. What what was that festival called? Savage Mountain. Savage Punk Mountain festival. Punk Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so Western uh, in the the mountains of Western Maryland, very wild country out there. We could have actually played this classic from Chaotic Discord, uh, Mrs. Meat Curtains. I'm sure that's quite, I'm sure that's quite a delight too. <laughs> Good for that. Well, I do, I, I do believe the mentors occasionally use the term beef curtains, so I'm going to assume that's a, at least a kissing cousin to meat curtains. <laughs> yeah, kissing cousins is quite correct, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So I was... So uh, go ahead. I was going to say, this next one might be the most offensive one yet, actually. Um, I guess, but the offensive in a different way, correct? Yeah, I assume they're trying to be funny. I hope they're trying to be funny, right? You're t- so we're talking about the Forgotten Rebels? Forgotten Rebels, yes, who are a band from Canada from uh, actually the late 70s. So... I had never heard of them until the Holly is Holly's the listener who recommended them. And I, I I listened to them after she recommended them. It's funny stuff. It's not all funny, though. It's definitely kind of like an oi band, right? Right, 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 right. Yep. But and this song is very offensive. I would imagine politically offensive. This one, this one isn't about Mrs. Meat Curtains or whatever. This is, you know, politically. I'm pretty sure offensive. if you sang this song in Canada now, you could literally go to jail or at least pay a fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think now the band is still going, I believe. But I'm sure now they say that this song was tongue in cheek, which at the time I'm not so sure that it was tongue in cheek. So <laughs> I, it's it's tongue in cheek. It's got to be. Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. I think, like, if they were 17, 18 year olds when they wrote the song, I think it's quite yeah, possible that they were, you know. I've like, talked about that, how I wrote words, I wrote songs when I was younger, and, like, that made me cringe now, but. Like, the funny thing is, like, The Jam, for example, Paul Weller became the biggest lefty commie in the whole world. 
But there are songs on the first album which are um, very anti anti Labour Party and pro conservative. So it's actually pretty funny, you know. Whatever mm. happened to the Great Empire? You bastards have turned it into a new. Anyway, well, I've said that I've said that a number of times. I still stand by this. A song is an expression of a moment or a feeling. It's not something you should have to you know live your whole life by. You can say something that you don't necessarily believe in deep in your being, you know, to express a frustration or something without. Well, and none of us without really, defining your life or whatever. None of us think the same things as we did when we were seventeen or eighteen years old. I mean, right? If you I mean, did, you're probably a waterhead. Yeah, unless you changed to one thing and then came back again who the hell knows but i'm just saying that you know a lot of us say stupid stuff when we're 17 and 18 years old we're not properly formed human beings yes. for god's sakes anyway exactly or, was, or even when we're 40 something or 50 something that was long-winded wasn't it this is uh anyway holly holly our good friend holly Boy, a lot of backpedaling a lot of backpedaling before we yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm saying that I'm saying they meant this when they recorded it. This song is by Forgotten Rebels from Canada. This song is called "Bomb the Boats and Feed the Fish." So uh, you can probably figure out what it's what it's about just from the title. But uh, yeah. So yeah, Forgotten Rebels coming at you. So, Tom, yeah, that was Forgotten Rebels with uh, Bomb the Boats and Feed the Fish. So I often wonder, I mean, Holly is, um, I think she's clearly younger, well, certainly younger than me, and I think she's younger than you. Yeah, I'd say at least 10 years younger than I am. I, I wonder where the hell she gets, I mean, she's got great taste, and she finds some really obscure old, old bands, yep. like mid-70s yep. to late 70s, you know? And uh, I would really love to know where she finds some of the stuff that she, that she hears, because I'd never heard of the Forgotten Rebels before. Before she, well, you know, you know someday, it. if we do, I don't know if we should do something for episode two hundred like we did for one hundred. She would definitely have to be on our shortlist. Hundred percent. Yep, yep. Assuming we haven't offended her with not this episode, not only because she's <laughs> one of like 
<laughs> and not only because she's one of three women that listen to us, even yes. though that doesn't hurt. Yes, even, even though that the that Nick Heist song and uh, the amazing pink holes, yeah, we probably, et cetera, we, we might have turned her off. I was going to say, if I don't know, some of the stuff she's recommended, I don't think we can put her off very easily. That's true. Well, we'll try with this next song, shall we? <laughs> with this dwarf, so, with this dwarf song. That, so like Gigi Allen and the Mentors, it seems like this band is always coming up when you're looking at offensive songs, right? Yo, for sure. And they take pride in it. And that's and why, that's why we playing, love them. They're playing in Chicago on the 4th of July weekend with the Queers, the Dwarves, and the Jasons, and it kills me that I'm not going to be able to be there for that. Now, why is that again? <laughs> the At Reggie's, I think it's July 2nd. I think it's a Saturday night. And you the were busy queers, that night? Yeah, I got to work. The I'm working the 4th of July weekend. Oh, bummer, dude. Yeah. Well, like I said, now is the time of the year where I start making hard choices and start making plans. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later when we're away from the prying years of these perverts. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But yes, so this was Matt Matt LaRock sent this. And actually, we got a couple from Matt, don't we? Yeah. Finish Matt, up. Matt LaRock, remind me. Where's he from? Do you know? I do not know. Okay. Well, he's got good taste anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway... This, we're going to play this dwarf song. You know what's it called? It's called Let's Get High and Fuck Some Sluts. <laughs> let's do it. So there we go. Yep, yeah, let's 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 do it, boys. <laughs> A radio like you want. World premiere exclusive. 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 To save the ozone and the earth and all the creatures, sand and surf. This world is full of things to do. And yet it always come back to. Let's just get high and fuck some sluts. Do what we will, not what we must. Forever fucking to be lost. So what? Let's just get high and fuck some sluts. A cure for cancer and for AIDS. To volunteer and fire brigades. And the boys there with uh, let's get high and uh, fuck some sluts and why not so now they they are originally from Chicago Neil but they relocated to San Francisco and they've been there ever since now which album is that from no, I'm no. not sure I have you're my dwarves you're their, my dwarves guy I pretty, so. much, I pretty much have all their albums on CD and I have most of their key albums on vinyl at this point okay let's see let's see who can get to this one first Dwarves, Black Dahlia. Working on it. Working on it. 
Anyway. Let's get We're gonna finish it. Uh, how to win friends and influence people. And also on Blood, Guts, and Pussy, it says. Blood, Guts, and Pussy. Okay, I thought so. So, yeah, that, that How to Win Friends and Influence People is a re-recording of some of their early stuff. So, Blood, Guts, and Pussy is kind of their classic. It's like 15 minutes long. Yeah, I don't know if it's on that one, actually. Hold on a second. That might be another one. That's, they've all, they have all, seem to have a lot of songs that, that are called Let's Fuck. So, <laughs> yes. That one, yes. It might not so, be on that one. Um Okay, it's an active verb for those guys, definitely. Yes. It's an action word, Neil. It's an action word. They have another one called "fuck you up" and get high. Um, they, these words, yep. these words seem to show up a lot in a lot of their songs. Funnily enough, the songs are like woman alone too. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm having odds. I'm finding this sucker, dude. Let me type in this. Right. Let me type oh, in this. No, let me type in this. Ar- it's from the. It's from the "Are Born Again" album, Neil. Born again. When was that? The Dwarves are born again, 2011. Okay, and you you have that one on the uh, on CD. I, I have it on vinyl. Okay, very nice. Or do, there's one. I, I don't know. I didn't pull up my disc guys. So there's one of the classics I don't have on vinyl. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The rest of them I do. It was the one that was. I think the one I don't have is the one actually that was on Epitaph when I first put it out. Hasn't been repressed. So anyway, so Neil, all right. We actually went a little longer than I thought we would, considering how many songs we were going to do. Uh, so yeah, well, you know what? It's been, it's, it's, oh, and I want also wanted to say, so Tom has a cold, and just before we came on the air, right five minutes before I was waiting for him to join, I actually started with a migraine. And I get yes. the classic migraine, where basically I, I fucking can't see for like half an hour. I get these weird flashing lights and shit in my head, so I couldn't see anything, so we had to delay for 45 minutes, but eh, it feels fine now, so... We- we bleed. We bleed for you, people. We do. Um, we do. I'm drinking gin and tonic, and it's uh, it all seems good. That was nice, Tom. That was that was the most offensive thing yet. That was. You think it was bad listening to it? You should try swallowing it. Oh boy, that is a delight. Um, okay, yes. so. Uh, Punchline die seventy seven at Gmail. Yep. Punchline die podcast on Facebook. Punchline die Facebook group. Um. Finishing up with one of my favorites, Neil. Yeah, and if we offended any any of you people really offended, don't write letters for complaint to us or send them to iTunes or something. You know, these are the these are the sick and twisted thoughts of some of our listeners. So blame them, don't blame us. Um, yes. Yeah. Introduce take, this next one, Tom. Take no responsibility one. for anything we've ever done. Nope. Nope. Uh, especially not for <laughs> Gigi Allen. Um, so yeah, introduce this next one, Teeks. I know it's one of your favorites. One of your favorite bands. Yep. And then we shall go to our separate or go our separate ways we got some cool stuff to talk about next time we have a solo episode yep and we'll probably have some cool guests coming up in the future um it felt kind of heavy last week even though we had a lot of fun last last episode we had a lot of fun but i still it felt kind of heavy after talking about like the cop shooting and all that stuff and i always hate it when we get too heavy so it's nice to just kind of have some fun you know for sure no that, that was a great episode i think that's uh that Doc Rotten was a great episode, and thanks to those thanks to those guys for coming on with us again because that was yep. uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So you you want to sign off now, or do you want to sign off when we come back? I will sign off when we come back. So let's let's play this last song, and then we'll sign off. Okay. So this is from this is from the great uh, Daglo Abortions. I think this album came out in about eighty eight or so, somewhere around there. It's called Here Today, Guano Tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Neil, this song is called Hide the Hamster. Oh, and can we guess what I'll give this you three one? Guesses. Yeah, what this one's about. I'll give you three guesses where you're gonna hide it. Yes, yes, it's and it's not a good place. 
Ooh, hide the hamster. Anyway, check it out. Diggle Abortions, hide the hamster. Well, Billy was a boy who had a few ideas of his own. His amateur beast with 35 hamsters in his home. He takes it to the disco where everybody loves him. They cover them with meat and wash them down so they are nice and clean. Then pull the claws and yank the teeth and dip the little That was our last offensive song for this episode. If you have suggestions, we have so many left. We have so many left over. We honestly have enough for a whole other episode. We do, right now. Um, but they're not offensive enough to make this episode. So I tell you what. If, well, it's not if, even that. It's just, just you, you know, it's not our goal to be offensive. It's fun to do once in a while, but you know. Well, here's what I'm going to say. We so want to offend you with our intellect and our wit. If you have, <laughs> yes, with our with our insanity. Um, if you have any suggestions for our next offensive episode. Um, email them to us. Don't or... send them to us now because we will. T- don't send them to us now because we'll totally forget about it. Wait till we ask again. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good about that. So, um, tell us, tell us what they are. Either on Facebook or email us or whatever. Punctualidie77 at gmail dot com. Um, two L's until and uh, let us know what it is. But it has to be. It has to be funny. And another thing too, you also actually have to be able to hear the words. Because if you play us some like, if you send us like some thirty-second banger with a rude title, but people can't understand the lyrics, then it's kind of pointless. So you have to enjoy the, uh, you know, the uh, the beauty of that Nick Heist TLP song. You know, you can understand every word. So that really brings out the uh, the creative juices, if as it were, as it were. <laughs> I just realized yeah. what I said there. That was very juices. Good. Yep, juices. juices. Yep. 
So anyway, that was it. I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> yes. And uh, you're a as of, usual, as usual, Neil. It's been a pleasure. You're a bunch of sick bastards. And yes, been a pleasure, Tom. And I hope you feel better soon. Yeah, you too, man. And we will uh, we will see you all on the flip side. So uh, keep a little uh, keep a little GG in your heart and uh, stay free. <laughs> you definitely smell GG later. We'll see you later, everybody. See yeah, you. Bye. Bye bye.